a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. So I want to go back to what we heard today from Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson uh, after her confirmation to the Supreme Court by the United States Senate yesterday. Today, of course, was the first time we've heard her since that vote was taken. Uh, we heard from her, President Biden and Vice President Harris today. And uh, at the top of the show, I, I really focused on getting past some of these headlines that say, well, nothing really changes. She's replacing Justice Breyer, uh, also considered a more liberal justice on the Supreme Court. So it's just swapping one for another. So there's no real change. Uh, and I just want to reiterate for everyone, that's the wrong way to think about it. If you're, if you're only thinking about this when there is a 5-4 decision at the Supreme Court, we always focus on those. There, there are a lot of the big ticket items. But remember, the vast majority of decisions of the Supreme Court are decided by a vote of either 8 to 1, 7 to 2, or 9 to 0. Which means the judges, the justices, spend time talking with one another, listening to each other. And based on that, yes, Judge Jackson, soon to be Justice Jackson, will have an immense impact on the court. She brings a completely different set of uh, background, experiences, insight, perceptions. And that's a good thing for the court. And so whether you agree with her judicial philosophy or you agree with her rulings or not, uh, she is going to have an influence and an impact on the courts. Each of the nine members does. And that's a good thing. That's what we want on the Supreme Court. But if we're just looking at it as red jerseys and blue jerseys, we're missing the meaning of that branch of our government. And so whether you're happy about her confirmation or not, uh, she's going to have an influence on the court. And it'll be a good thing. She's going to ask different questions of her colleagues. And her colleagues, who also ask really good questions, will ask her questions that will be different. And she'll have different perspective on it. I wish that's part of the Supreme Court that we could see. Uh, just fly on the wall stuff. To just see how they listen to each other, the dynamics of those conversations, the writing that takes place. Uh, all of that is such an important part that we often miss when we're just playing politics and keeping score in a zero-sum game based on the politics. So with that, uh, let's go to a little bit of what uh, took place today. President Biden, of course, said that he could see this day uh, back when he was running for president. When I made the commitment to nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court, I could see this day. 
I literally could see this day because I thought about it for a long, long time. As Joe and now we will tell you I wasn't going to run again. But when I decided to run, this was one of the first decisions I made. I could see it. I could see it as a day of hope, a day of promise, a day of progress. President Biden also remarked on the kind of justice he believes she'll be after watching her go through a very rigorous confirmation process. We all saw the kind of justice she'll be, fair and impartial, thoughtful, careful, precise, brilliant, a brilliant legal mind with deep knowledge of the law and a judicial temperament, which was equally important in my view, that's calm and in command and a humility that allows so many Americans to see themselves in Katanji Brown Jackson. Judge Jackson, uh, of course, gave a lot of thank yous today and reflected on what it meant to her to be called a role model, saying it's an opportunity and it's a burden and something she's capable of uh, and that she has great gratitude uh, for those who have been her role models, her coaches, her mentors. Our children are telling me that they see now more than ever that here in America, anything is possible. They also tell me that I'm a role model, which I take both as an opportunity and as a huge responsibility. I am feeling up to the task primarily because I know that I am not alone. I am standing on the shoulders of my own role models, generations of Americans who never had anything close to this kind of opportunity, but who got up every day and went to work believing in the promise of America, showing others through their determination and yes, their perseverance that good, good things can be done in this great country. Good things can be done in this great country. Believing in the promise of America, not in the perfection of America, not that we have always lived up to the principles we profess to believe, uh, but we have a chance. There's possibility here in this country. Judge Jackson went on to talk about some of those role models uh, over the years, and she called them the true trailblazers. From my grandparents on both sides, who had only a grade school education, but instilled in my parents the importance of learning. To my parents, who went to racially segregated schools growing up and were the first in their families to have the chance to go to college. I am also ever buoyed by the leadership of generations past who helped to light the way. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Justice Thurgood Marshall, and my personal heroine, Judge Constance Baker Motley. They and so many others did the heavy lifting that made this day possible. And for all of the talk of this historic nomination and now confirmation, I think of them as the true pathbreakers. I am just the very lucky first inheritor of the dream of liberty and justice for all. Judge Jackson said she worked hard to get where she is, but she recognized there was no chance, no way she could have gotten there uh, without those who were willing to fight for those freedoms. I have worked hard to get to this point in my career, and I 
have now achieved something far beyond anything my grandparents could have possibly ever imagined. But no one does this on their own. The path was cleared for me so that I might rise to this occasion. And in the poetic words of Dr. Maya Angelou, I do so now while bringing the gifts my ancestors gave. I, I am the dream and the hope of the slave. Finally, Judge Jackson said that this moment is something that all Americans can be proud of. So as I take on this new role, I strongly believe that this is a moment in which all Americans can take great pride. We have come a long way toward perfecting our union. In my family, it took just one generation to go from segregation to the Supreme Court of the United States. Great conclusion there by Judge Jackson. From segregation to the Supreme Court in a single generation. Uh, and I think uh, echoing on what President Biden said early in his speech, I thought it was the most uh, powerful moment that he talked about. A uh, conversation that he had had with uh, President Xi of China uh, when Xi uh, asked then Vice President Biden uh, what really was the essence of America. And then Vice President Biden responded by saying a single word, the single word is possibility. And I think we saw that in this process with Judge Jackson. And again, whether you agree with her judicial philosophy or her rulings on certain cases, uh, that is beside the point today. Uh, those things uh, will play out. And I'm just going to remind you once again that most most of the decisions handed down by the Supreme Court uh, are not the contentious five to four evenly split decisions. The vast majority of decisions are eight to one, seven to two, nine to zero uh, because they work through it. They work through the process and because they're looking at it not as a political win loss zero sum game, but because they're looking at it that their job in reference to the law and applying it and squaring it with the Constitution. And that's what we want. And so having uh, this diversity on the court, uh, again, it's she will have an impact because different questions will be asked. Her perspective will be different. Uh, but I think the thing we should learn to appreciate from all of the justices is their ability to listen to one another, uh, to have conversations about application and words and meaning. Uh, those are important conversations. We need to get better at that as a society. And we do far better to model it after our judges and justices than we would be our politicians and our pundits. Uh, we have to get to a different kind of conversation. We can get to that conversation uh, if we do a little bit more of what Ben Franklin modeled, having the incredible patience to listen. And after listening, asking good questions. We're going to step aside for one last commercial break. Final thoughts on a Friday coming up here on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. 
and I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.